For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, BetOnline has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEF to get the bonus and get into the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today on 100 Yards of Football, Vincent Turner goes in now for an NCAA history special. And to do so, he travels to where he went to school, the alumnus of Arkansas University. It's Vincent Turner goes back to Fayetteville to 1972 when John McKay's USC team had grown accustomed to being in the late 60s one of the great powerhouses here in the USA on the collegiate landscape. They won the 1967 national championship, was second to a mighty Ohio State team in 1968, and finished a strong number three in 1969, complete with a Rose Bowl victory to show for it. They had developed considerable momentum as a program, but a pair of 6-4-1 seasons in 70 and 71 It was fair to wonder if McKay was going through a temporary rough patch. So in 1972, on their season opener, they went down to Frank Broyles and the War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, Arkansas. And Vincent Turner will slice and dice and give you the analysis on what happened that day in 1972. War Memorial Stadium, Frank Broyles, John McKay, right here on 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share. I surely appreciate it here on 100 Yards Football. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landis, for making it happen this morning. And to my man who just brought me up with a great introduction, Mr. Mark Bass. So one more time, if you like the video, please come in and share It's always times in your life that you like to reminisce and go back to your childhood days. And I just turned 62 years old this past July 17th, and I'm so blessed to be staying here before all the great college football fans out there. To everybody who loves Vincent Turner, who either like him, dislike him, 
But today, this is special. Because the University of Arkansas attended that great university for four years from 1978 to 1981. And I still got great memories going up on the hill in Fayetteville. But when I was a 12-year-old, in the seventh grade at Longview Junior High in Memphis, Tennessee, I had no idea that I was going to be attending the University of Arkansas six years later. I was an outstanding college football fan at the time. I might have been 12 years old, but I was keeping up with the game. O.J. Simpson, Bubba Smith, the 1971 Nebraska Cornhuskers, and, of course, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I was very, very in tune with what was going on in 1972. You had the University of Arkansas coming in the preseason ranked number four. See, in 1971, they had played in the Liberty Bowl and played the University of Tennessee to a very close game, ended up losing that game 14 to 13. But they had a quarterback out of Shreveport, Louisiana, by the name of Joe Ferguson. That was nice. And then, as Mr. Bass brought up, the 1972 USC Trojans came in ranked number eight. But in 1970, 1971, they had underachieved back-to-back six and four seasons. But there was turmoil within the ranks. There was a controversy at the quarterback position. Jimmy Jones had started the previous two years, but they had a guy by the name of Mike Ray, who was a high school All-American coming out of California. And I'm going to be honest, the team was divided. Jimmy Jones was a black African-American out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And Mike Ray was a white guy out of California. But Jimmy Jones graduated that year in 1971. So 1972, we know USC was coming in with a lot of talent. They had experience. Sam the Bam Cunningham, Lynn Swan, Mike Ray finally gets his chance at the quarterback position, Ed Garrison, John Grant, A. Parker. But they had a super sophomore class, an A.D., Anthony Davis. The Batman out of New Jersey, Richard Wood. Charles Phillips, Marvin Carr. So the Trojans had the talent. And across the nation, everybody knew they was going to bounce back. But going into 1972, all the hype wasn't really around USC and Arkansas. It was around Nebraska. Coming off that great 1971 season, winning the national championship, winning back to back. But they had lost Jerry Taggy. They had lost Jeff Kennedy. But everybody was still talking about Nebraska because they were returning Johnny Rogers, Rich Glover. Then you had Burke Jones down at LSU. Everybody was saying LSU was going to take Alabama in the SEC. Then at the University of Tennessee, you had the young man coming in from Huntsville, Alabama. One of the most highly recruited players in the South by the name of Conrich Holloway. So me being in Memphis, Tennessee, and living in Memphis with a strong alumni base, other University of Tennessee is very strong there. My eyes are all hyped on Tennessee as becoming a player in the 1972 season. But I knew about the Trojans because I was following very heavy on the national level. And I knew about that school up there in northern Arkansas because they had played in the Liberty Bowl the previous year. And they had a very good quarterback in Joe Ferguson. So Saturday night, September the 9th, 1972, what I do every Saturday evening, I don't know what to do, but my mother and father, 
Alex and Chester Turner used to have this big old, big old stereo in the middle of the living room. And what I did, I turned it on WHBQ. 560 on the AM dial. And I knew that they was affiliates carrying the University of Arkansas football games. And they had a great gentleman by the name of Bud Campbell who loved the red and white of the University of Arkansas. So I was sold in. And that evening, my mother and father had prepared a nice meal. And you know what that meal is if you come to Memphis, Tennessee. It's all about them ribs, that barbecue, that catfish, that slaw, and that homemade ice cream. And I was like a kid in a cookie jar getting ready to listen to the battle between the eighth-ranked USC Trojans and the fourth-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. And it was loud when I had the game on. Little Rock Warren Moore Stadium was loud. 55,000 to capacity. See, if you've never been to Little Rock, Arkansas, and to that stadium, you really don't know the really home field advantage. When that place is packed, because all the stands go up, it's like nothing you ever experienced. Until this day, I have never experienced nothing in my life going to a football game. And like Richard Batman Wood said, as a super sophomore, riding the bus in this, into the stadium, all he can look up was nothing but red and white. An umbrella, a redneck. And it was, whoa, pig, soy. Whoa, pig, soy. And coming through the radio, it was some exciting, special, and i never forget this before I get into the game details. I was a true freshman. Went to my first college football game. Well, let me back up. I did go to some University of Memphis games when I was in high school. But I want to say outside the state of Tennessee. I can say Arkansas played Vanderbilt opening game 1978. Drove down with some friends from Fayetteville to Little Rock and went into that stadium. And I said, it like Richard Wood, 55,000 packed like sardines and calling the hogs. You can hear that call from miles away. It was something special here and that. <laughs> Let's get to the football game. I've already gave you detail of what's going to go down. Excitement. Explosion. The Trojans come to midfield. Corn toss. They win the corn toss. They elected to receive the ball. But, however, there were some comments before the game. Joe Ferguson, the star quarterback at University of Arkansas, showed a sign of disrespect. He made a comment on Friday evening before that 8 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night, he said that 
We are a very good football team. We're building off an eight and three one season last year. We're going to USC as our stepping stone to be a player on the big stage in the national championship talk. Shouldn't done that. Shouldn't have done that. Sam the Bam Cunningham, who's the captain that you're a senior, saw those comments and he said, Hold up. You're going to disrespect us. We're coming from California. Oh my God, you should not have done that. You should not have done that. Let's get back to the game. Opening kickoff. You got Matthew Moore. Outstanding return guy. One of the top running backs coming out of California. He's back to return opening kickoff. Boom. Mr. Moore feels that it's about 25-yard line. There's a herd of Arkansas Razorbacks. They run down there like Tuscla Hulk. And somebody threw their body, hit Mr. Matthew Moore at the 25, and he fumbles. Arkansas recovers. A true freshman by the name of Doug Yoder. And the place goes crazy. It's crazy. Joe Ferguson comes out. The Arkansas offense, they move the ball down to the USC 10-yard line, the drive stalls, simply because Richard Batman Wood and the outstanding D lineman John Grant makes an outstanding play on third down. Andy Bolton comes in, kicks a field, go Arkansas up 3-0. Go back, paint the pitch again. A suing kickoff. This time, the other return guy, Alan Carter, he receives the ball. He's coming up field. Them pack of hogs coming at him like they crazy. He's hit at about the 20. He fumbles. But this time, Matthew Moore recovers. And boy, John McKay is looking like and thinking like, hey, we should have just brought a Christmas gift down here. It's Christmas early. Maybe we should have brought a bag of oranges because what my football team is doing, we're trying to get the game away. But that's all great teams do. SC regroups. The first half, both teams go back and forth. Nothing really happening. But USC has three drives in the first half. 55, 59 yards. Stops at the one-yard line. Mike Ray, who doubles as the starting quarterback and kicker, comes in and kicks a 27-yard field goal. It's 3-3. Then USC has another drive. 56 yards. That ends in a missed field goal. And then they have a drive before halftime, 58 yards. And Arkansas at that time with that great defense of theirs, led by Danny Rhodes. Lewis Campbell won the All-American defensive back, stopped USC on four downs just before halftime. And the game goes into halftime, USC and Arkansas tied 3-3. But there was one thing, me listening to Bud Campbell, that he kept saying. We got to do something offensively. He was talking about the Hawks. They had 100 yards offensively. But you can tell USC in the first half was going to explode. They had 186 yards total offense, and they had three drives over 50 yards. So the second half started. But USC had played conservative. They had not really went deep with their deep passing game. So second half kickoff. Both teams don't do nothing on their open possessions of the second half. But that second possession for USC, they take the ball over on their own 41-yard line. John McKay said, you know what? It's time to unleash that speed. 
It's time to unleash that four by 100. Mike Ray, play action. Goes deep from the USC 41 and hits Ed Garrison on a beautiful, beautiful 40-yard game down to the Arkansas 16-yard line. Five plays later, Mr. Ray takes in for five yards. USC up 10-3. to three. Then on the assumed position, Arkansas takes over on their own 35. Joe Ferguson, who had been knocked out in the first half, was back in the game. Second play, he goes back to pass. I'm listening to it on the radio. Bud Campbell makes the, makes the call. He said, Joe Ferguson drops back the pass. He throws a slant over the middle. Oh, my God. Richard Wood intercepts, and he goes up high to get the ball. He returns at 15 yards. SC has new downs at the Arkansas 35. But going back and getting details of that play, they say Richard Wood went up like David Thompson. Up in the air, snuck it out of L. He was athletic. Somebody told me years later when I was on campus at Arkansas, a professor who was at the game said David Thompson, Richard Wood was like David Thompson on that play. Like David Thompson playing against UCLA in the final four in Greensboro in 1974. So the Trojans take over on Arkansas 35. The starting tailback, they call him Baldwin Park. A real rich, rich, affluent African-American area in L.A. Guy was huge, 6'3", tailback by the name of Ron, pretty boy McNeil. It becomes his show. First down from the Arkansas 35, he takes it for five yards. Second down, he takes a swing pass for 14 yards. Four plays later, he's in the end zone. SC, 17, Arkansas, three. The 55,000 fans up in the stands at Razorback Stadium, where Little Rock War, War Memorial Stadium, they quiet. You couldn't hear a pin drop. But we're going to the fourth quarter. SC has the ball again. Nice for the savant from San Francisco. It's time for him to make his presence. All-American. Serious, serious football player by the name of Lynn Swan. USC first possession of the fourth quarter. They got third and 13 from the own 13-yard line. Mike Ray goes deep again, and he finds that Lynn Swan who goes up like, remember that Super Bowl catch he had in the Super Bowl against Mark Washington? The same thing. He goes up between two Arkansas defenders, comes down with a 50-yard reception, and then it's a 15-yard face mask penalty on that play. And you know what? Four plays later, Rob McNeil, the 6'3", Baldwin Park, takes it in for a touchdown. It's USC 24, Arkansas 3 with over 12 minutes left in the game. You know Arkansas came into season ranked number four. And you know Frank Burroughs had a football team that had a lot of heart. So, Joe Ferguson, I guess he said, we're not going to go out like this. On the sewer possession, he takes Arkansas. 65 yards in five plays in 37 seconds. 
He goes three for four in the air for 64 yards. John Richardson, back up tailback back, goes over from one yard. It's USC 24, Arkansas 10. Now the crowd is back in the game with a little better than 12 minutes. The hogs are coming from everywhere. Ooh, pig, soy. Ooh, pig, soy. And right when the commercial break runs, goes on. You know what I do? I run to the kitchen and I get me another slab. And I get me some of that spaghetti that my father just turned and put his special sauce. And now I'm getting excited. Is Arkansas going to make a game? Because it's now for the defense to stand up. So in the swing kickoff, there's a clipping penalty. USC is pushed back to their eight-yard line over 12 minutes to go. Mike Ray can't even hear the signals. The crowd, everybody's on their feet. And you know that moonshine is in the air, baby. But as all championship football teams do, SC goes 80 yards and 13 plays. They run off six minutes of the clock. Ron McNeil, three yards here. Sam Buck Cunningham, five yards here. Charles Tree Young, six-yard reception. They take it all the way down to the Arkansas 10-yard line. Next play, they have called for an offensive pass and a finish penalty. What? But it pushes USC back to the 27-yard line. That's all right. Mike Ray comes in. He misses a 44-yard field goal, but the damage has already been done. SC went 80 yards and 13 plays and took six minutes off the clock. The last hurrah. For Joe Ferguson and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas takes over on the 27, and on the second play, he's intercepted by Steve Fate, starting rover back. Game over. Time over. It's over. Custer's last stand, Little Big Horn, Crazy Horse and Sitting Bull, the atomic bomb has been dropped August the 6th, 1945. It's over. SC takes over. Arkansas's 25. Two plays later, Sam the Bam Cunningham goes in from 18 yards out. USC 31, Arkansas 10. The game is over. And the USC Trojans have made their stamp as being the best team in the country. And you know what happened? Some miles away in L.A., UCLA quarterback by my man, one of the finest actors in Hollywood, Mark Harmon, had led UCLA to an upset over Nebraska. And you know who became the new number one team in the AP poll? The USC Trojans based on their impressive performance going to Little Rock, Arkansas before 55,000 and beating the number four team at Arkansas Razorbacks, 31 to 10. Some very, very interesting notes from the game. Rob McNeil, 28 carries, 117 yards. SC had over 477 yards total offense. But their quarterback, Mike Ray, 
making his first start as a senior. Went 18 to 29, 269 yards and two touchdowns. And all the talk was about that young man on the defensive side of the ball, the linebacker from New Jersey by the name of Richard Batman Wood in his play that night. But what I took from that game was what Joe Ferguson said afterwards. He said, listen real closely. If USC doesn't go undefeated, something is wrong. If they don't win the national championship, we need to shut down college football. Because by far, it's no team can touch them on their schedule. Well, you know what? SC went 12 and all that year. Beat six rank opponents. Destroyed Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, 42 to 17. Sam Cunningham, remember him going over the top, leaping like he David Thompson scored four touchdowns in that game. But what I take away from it, just show you how deep that USC team was. They had 13 All-Americans and 33 players, as you look on this screen, that played in the NFL. But most of all, Rob McNeil got hurt the starting tailback 6'3 and all of them from Bowen Park. And that was a sophomore from San Fadino, California, by the name of Anthony Davis, who came in Ended up being a leaning rush and going over 1,100 yards and scoring six touchdowns against Notre Dame in the last game of the year. And he didn't start to the eighth game of the season. That's how deep that Trojan team was. And the average score of opponents that beat that year as them going 12 and 0 was 24 to 12. No teams came within two touchdowns. Stafford did. They beat Stafford 30-12 only because Stafford scored a touchdown with like 12, 14 seconds left. But even think about this. Pat Hayden and J.K. McKay were sophomores and didn't even play that year. That football team right there, you're talking about dominance. You're talking about honor. You're talking about pride. That was a football team now. One of the greatest regular season teams ever in college football. In my time, after that, I started keeping up with the University of Arkansas football. Jerry Eckwood, Ike Forte, Dennis Winston, Dan Hampton. Started following the Hogs a little closely. And then in 1978, as I was winding my schools where I wanted a team, I had four schools that I wanted to go to that I had got accepted. That was University of Tennessee, Southern University, of course, Memphis State at the time, and Arkansas. But I chose the University of Arkansas. To be honest about it, I want to get out of town. And I wanted to know what it would be like at 18, year old, 18 years old being out on your own. And I don't change that experience for one day. Because I met some great, great people at the University of Arkansas. And I became a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Dumb years are never, never going to leave me. And as you get older, you really cherish those memories. Whoever ever thought 
Me listen to that game on WHBQ at 5.60 a.m. on the dial. In my parents' living room at 12 years old in the seventh grade at Longview Junior High. Six years later, I'll be going to Fayetteville, Arkansas and attending the University of Arkansas. Ended up getting a degree in political science. I never would have thought that. That's why things are special. And that's why you keep everything to the heart. That game is always going to hold a special place in my heart. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. So if you like the video today, please come in and share. It's been an honor, a pleasure to bring you the game opener of the 1972 college football season. The number eight ranked USC Trojans taking on the number fourth ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landis, for making it happen. And two, my man who brought me up with a great introduction, Mr. Matt Bass. It's only one thing when you think about California, you think about those times. As the great band of Chicago, Saturday in the park, I think it's a 4th of July. People dancing, people laughing, a man selling ice cream. Y'all be blessed. Here, oh, 100 yards of football. Pick suey, baby. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.